Matter of Spirit is the quarterly justice journal of the Intercommunity Peace and Justice Center. This article appeared in the summer 2020 issue on Elections 2020. We need more than civility, we need grace. By Beth Silvers and Sarah Stewart Holland. Beth Silvers and Sarah Stewart Holland are the co-hosts of a bipartisan podcast called Pantsuit Politics and co-authors of the book entitled I Think You're Wrong, But I'm Listening, A Guide to Grace-Filled Political Conversations. Their podcast, Pantsuit Politics, aims to use real conversations to engage with politics, democracy, and the news through thoughtful and respectful dialogue. To check out the podcast, go to pantsuitpoliticsshow.com slash podcast. As the 2020 presidential race rapidly approaches, it's easy to wonder if our democratic republic can handle another national election. Whomever we voted for, scars from 2016 run deep. Those wounds are opened and exacerbated by a national emergency declaration, the vetting process for an endless sea of candidates, consequential and complex investigations, and relentless tweets. A large portion of Americans are horrified by this administration's policies and pronouncements. A large portion of Americans are horrified by what they believe democratic leadership would create. And entire industries are built on the foundation of that conflict, creating systemic incentives to keep it alive and raging. Calling for civility has become a standard response to our ever-increasing polarized politics. So standard that the idea of civility has become controversial in its own right. Civility proponents can seem naive when a civil war seems more likely than civil dialogue. Critics rightly argue that civility is often an out-of-touch plea from those privileged enough to believe that polite conversations are the answer to oppression and injustice. If we value productive discourse with our fellow Americans, we need to re-examine what we're asking of one another, and especially what we're asking of ourselves. The word civil has shifted in meaning over the centuries, but originally arose from the Latin civilitas, meaning relating to citizens. It's why we called that war that almost tore our country apart a civil war, not because it was polite, but because it was between citizens. It is that origin, relating to citizens, not politeness, that can offer a path forward. Civility is necessary, but not sufficient. We need political grace. Grace has traditionally been understood as a religious idea defined as something like the unmerited favor of God. A secular principle of unmerited favor can apply to us as citizens. America is the idea that citizenship is based on more than borders or ethnicity. It is a citizenship rooted in democratic ideals and grace, inalienable rights freely given and often undeserved. Of course, that is only the American ideal. The history of America is filled with those excluded from citizenship or included in our nation against their will. 
and yet that great unfinished national promise we continue to strive for is an opportunity available to everyone. What is this promise if not grace? Those who continue to fight for their right to that promise in the face of oppression and violence exhibit the truest sense of civic grace. And over 240 years following our founding, more than 280 million of us were simply born in this country, allowing us to reap its benefit based on nothing more than the luck of birth. What is that? if not grace. All of us who share this nation, regardless of when and how we received our citizenship, have a responsibility to embody and spread this political grace. Our conversations with one another are grace-starved, and we can fill this void by going beyond civility. Calls for civility seem to ask us to give respect to those we feel haven't earned it. Grace asks that we acknowledge that we have all, as citizens, received gifts and privileges that are unearned. Civility calls for a formal courtesy when emotions are running high. Grace asks us to acknowledge that our fellow citizens are human beings, filled with sadness and anger and joy, fear and promise, love and loneliness. It asks us to tap into our shared identity as citizens to see each other through the lens of common duty rather than competing ideologies. Sometimes civility seems to ask us to treat all arguments as equal. Grace means separating the argument from the very real human being making it. This separation allows us to stand in our values firmly, often uncompromisingly, without dehumanizing those with whom we disagree. It means that we refuse to dehumanize even those who dehumanize us because we cannot simultaneously overcome oppression and become oppressive. Grace tells us that we can survive and thrive in our disagreement. We don't have to find validity or even empathy in the arguments others make. We can and must separate truths from lies. We can and must say, what is wrong is wrong. We can and must uphold the dignity of our fellow citizens, especially those fellow citizens who have been denied living in that dignity. We can and must hold those who abuse power accountable. We can and must do all of these things while still upholding the humanity of those with whom we share our country. Civility asks us to be polite. Grace invites us to dig into our relationships, even when polite has left the building. Grace asks us to hold on when we are ready to discard each other. Grace is the foundation of the American promise, and it is also asking us to love America through our repeated failures to live up to that promise. And grace counsels us to embrace our citizenship and participate fully, curiously, open-heartedly in another election cycle with the knowledge that we will still be here together on the other side of it.